Hello, friends, and welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Daniel Quinn and Courtney Staples. On today's episode, we have a brand new prompt from a longtime listener, one Kyle the Gnome Waiter. But before we get into that, I want to remind you that if you want us to build your world, you can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com. Click the Submit Prompt button and you'll be prompted to submit a prompt. Follow the instructions and we'll build your world within a reasonable amount of time as long as it's not creepy or gross. If you want to follow us on social media, you can go to our Twitter at Let's World Build or you can come join our Discord community with the link for that in the description. And if you're feeling particularly generous or you just want those sweet, sweet patron-only episodes, you can go to our Patreon and give us money there with a link for that also in the description of the episode. Now, with the shilling out of the way, let's get into the prompt. So Kyle the Gnome Waiter says... A sci-fi fantasy realm, once filled with a diverse population from many other realms, now closed off and empty. This realm has sat forgotten for a long time and hasn't yet been rediscovered by travelers. The actual realms and travelers between them could also be fleshed out to understand the closed-off world between them. A large scale of this could be that a cataclysm occurred and caused thousands of realms to be lost. And now there is a wave of exploration focused on these realms. So with additional tenets, we have the realm is devoid of creatures, but history fills the forgotten world. It has a mix of sci-fi technology and magic and big crabs. It doesn't say that there are big crabs, that they are creatures. It just says big crabs. So we'll have to figure out what that means in this episode Courtney, why don't you start us off with your first tenet today? Sure. So I was thinking that we've done a lot with like multi-planar settings in the past. Uh, So for this one, I'm going to say that it's a a region on a single planet rather than an entire planet or plane itself. I'm thinking like a lost world style area, Mm. uh, whether that's a continent or an island or just a territory surrounded by like huge mountains or something. Mm. Uh, What do you guys think? Please, thank you. I'm so tired of multi-realm <laughs> <Yeah>. realities. <laughs> uh, that that might be a little bit tricky with one of my tenets, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think we might be able to work it through here. So this is, you're saying this is a region of a single planet or place. Right, yeah. And it's not multiple realities, just to be clear. Exactly, yeah. Okay. That's the tenet, that it's a single area on, mm-hmm. for example, if, if it was Earth, it could be like Australia or the Antarctic or something like okay. that. Interesting. So this is lost world continent yep, type exactly, stuff. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. Like Atlantean gotcha. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Or land of the lost where maybe we can go in the core of the earth or something like that. We could do that. Too. Oh, yeah. Endless. Well, that means we can have, a... <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> you you got to say it now. <laughs> you could have moon Nazis. <laughs> I was going to say lizard people. Uh, well, I mean, but... that is science fantasy. So yeah, yeah. technically. Yeah. There's a plate out. Kind of. I mean, how can you do better than that one movie, like with the Tyrannosaurus Rex? Okay, so you're talking about Kung Fury, and no, not that one. Oh, oh, oh! Then you're talking about um, the Iron Cross movie. Yes. What's it called? Yes, Iron Sky, or what is it called? Iron Sky. Thank you. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. Oh, that was T Rexes too. It has a T Rex in the second mm-hmm. one. In the second one, because they yeah. go to the moon base in the second one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I was thinking of that show. What is it? Danger, Danger Five or something? Because that has Nazis with dinosaurs in that one. Oh, with sensible chuckle. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, see, the thing, like, everyone makes fun of the Nazis on the moon thing, but, like, the weird stuff that Hitler and his retinue were into is, like, it's it's Amazing. Yeah. Well, no, it's not amazing. It's fucking weird and, like, based in a lot of weird (laughs) conspiracy and occult magic stuff, Mm -hmm. which is why people always use it, because it's, like, well, we want someone who's unequivocally evil, so we have the Nazis, but, like... Mm-hmm. How can we make them- How do we make them have wizardry? Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> oh, wait, they studied the occult? Oh, cool. Okay, cool. Perfect. Not a problem. <laughs> I mean, Indiana Jones even has that. That's like classic. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Exactly. It's everywhere and it's steeped in like a, a grain of reality. So, of course, mm-hmm. it's going to be, you know, everywhere. And, and and that's, I think that's also partially why like Nazi zombies are also such a thing mm-hmm. because of that occult yeah. kind of draw that they had. Anyway. So we've got a lost continent here, uh, or let, let's assume, because now I'm thinking it's just Australia, right? Um, <laughs> shout out to Dale King's Mill, by the way. Um, anyway, Daniel, what's your tenet? Bring, bring us to this kind of weird uh, space sci fantasy Australia. What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know how we'll do this, but I think it can still technically work. But I had the means of travel between these realms is by dreams. Hmm. Okay, wow. Interesting. Uh you you are both individually fighting my uh my tenets here, but I but I'm okay with that. Because I think that one of mine can work with both of yours so far. But anyway, so Daniel, what do you mean by that exactly? Um so in order to move between the realms, you have to be dreaming. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, then we can we can make that work. That's not a problem. Do you have to like stay asleep for this or do you kind of transport during your dream and then you wake up and interact with the other um either one could work i feel like um it might be less restrictive if you have to go to sleep to travel and then you can wake up wherever you yeah yeah the places are they just called lucid dreamers because they're able to like (laughs) control them they're the stuff around them yeah i mean i guess also it would make sense for moving things too like if you're gonna have your stuff with you all right Uh, I'm going to butt in here and introduce one of my tenets because I think that we can make this part work. I had it in my head that the people in this world travel through the system on a magical flying sailing ships. Think like Spelljammer mixed with like Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. And I think that with Daniel's kind of uh, dreamer situation, we can make that happen where it's like you just need like a, a person or two on the crew to essentially act as an engine or a, or a captain to navigate this flying ship through the, uh, the realms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it could be like the ship might be a um, metaphysical ship that they have to pilot in a dreamscape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're getting there, Daniel, because my second tenet is, is also has to do with psychic emanations, but we'll get <laughs> oh, to that eventually. Yeah. I mean, it could be interesting if, if the traveling idea, it wasn't necessarily that you have to be dreaming to do the travel itself, but it's like you have to be asleep to safely make the journey across. Like there's something that would fuck your mind up completely if you were actually awake when you did this. Might be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Can can you explain that a little bit more, Courtney? Oh, so like the idea of um, let's say you're you're on one of these these vessels in the sky. And you have to remain asleep because 
something related to the journey or to the the air that you're passing through or to something that you would encounter along the way if you were awake it would like just really mess with you and damage you in some mm-hmm. horrible way mm-hmm. all right uh, i'm going back to back i guess because this is just too good <laughs> okay. uh, my second tenet is that well the the prompt says that there are no like living creatures or anything like that mm-hmm. just like a landscape of like buildings and mystery and stuff like in history mystery and history right i had this idea that there aren't any living creatures however there are psychic imprints that manifest when living creatures basically touch ground or oh. inhabit the land and they manifest based on the people who land there mm-hmm. so if you have bad mm-hmm. intention it's it's essentially i'm trying to use it as like a metaphor for like either colonialism or basically reflecting on the wants, the desires and everything of the person. So it's like, you're looking into the person's heart Mm -hmm. and then seeing what manifests. So if you're there as like an explorer or a scientist, you might get something that absolutely fascinates you. That is a manifestation of your creativity and your love for science and stuff like that. Uh, If you're a weird, like crypto fascist, then guess what? There's going to be some kind of really ultra violent, like, it's basically going to be the Nosdormu from Alien where it's like, oh boy, look at this horrible monster thing that is manifest from my psychic dreams, you know? And I think that with everything that we're talking about here, all of this really comes together well because we're talking about dreams, we're talking about psychic emanations, I mean, mm-hmm. the ships or whatever, but like those together, I think form a really strong core of ideas that we can kind of build up here. Agreed. So we've basically created the 1972 film Solaris. I've not seen that movie, so maybe. I have not seen that one either. Yeah. <laughs> or the modern version of it. Mm. Uh, well, maybe because, I mean, there's so many different directions that we can go with it. And y'all still have tenets to go with. So yeah. one uh, of y'all start us off here. Yeah. Or continue. Um, yeah, I think mine ties in really well at this point that this is the realm of dead or exiled gods who no longer hold power over the other lands. Mm. But the opposite is also true, where the gods who exist outside of this realm don't have power over it. And as such, whatever aspects they they represent don't play a big role in this realm or maybe don't even exist altogether here. Um, And I'm open to any sort of pantheon, but in particular um, for like a visual kind of thing i i wanted to include a goddess of dusk and twilight in this realm so this land Mm -hmm. is like perpetually in a state of low sunset lighting but not actual full darkness can we have it be so it's basically like norway during the midnight sun yeah where it's it's like always just like a blue filter but never actually like dark Mm -hmm. Mm. or maybe it's something like because when you say like like a dusk or something like that i'm also thinking of the beautiful summer skies that are like vibrant pinks yeah, and oranges yeah. and stuff like that. So maybe a mix between the two. Yeah, I could see that like a sort of interesting sunset. One day, maybe the sky is just this vibrant orange. The next, maybe it's this kind of dim, cloudy, gray, purple. Mm-hmm. Can, since this is science fantasy with the science part still being part of this, then they be maybe assumed to be gods, but could they be something that's not um, totally divine in nature? Sure. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I feel like we often use gods as shorthand. So maybe mm. using these things is like, although, although the fact that they might be alien beings, that feels kind of like 
I don't know. I'm kind of dithering. Yeah, I mean, they don't have to be like aliens, but I just mean like I wouldn't, I just don't want to definitively to say these are gods and now we're down the path of like just generic fantasy, you know? Yeah. Well, right. That's why they're worshipped as gods, but not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Right. Gods, I'd rather right. that. Yeah. 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 Like, for example, they could be like incredibly complex AI programs for all we know. But or like, like people who have, I don't know, had some kind of prosumen development. Yeah. So leave it, leaving it open, you know? Yeah, like some sort of ascension. Or or maybe they're just the Wizard of Oz where they're pulling levers and stuff behind the <laughs> right. curtain, you know? That could be it, yeah. Um, no, but looking back at the prompt, he mentions like... Giant crabs, of course. It's the perfect well, yeah, segue obviously, in. The, obviously the giant crabs, but um, something about like a, a cataclysm occurred at some point, mm. potentially in the past, and maybe maybe these like extremely powerful but not legitimate god beings are related to that in some way. Mm. Speaking of that, uh, speaking of the prompt, by the way, um, Mm -hmm. I'm now creating a headcanon where the reason that this realm has been unexplored for as long as it has been is because there's essentially like a psychic storm around it, around the continent. And so the development of these dream ships that we've created are the way that they're able to pierce through the, the the psionic storms so they can actually travel through these lands. You know, like maybe there's just like idea. a big wall of, of dreams or something like that. And that's mm-hmm. stopped normal travel. But now that these psychic ships have been created, the dream ships that Daniel suggested, and I, Daniel and I, have suggested, then like, <laughs> you know, maybe that's what's allowing exploration for the first time. On these these vessels that are transporting sleeping people, um, is the captain like a captain because he's able to like lucid dream? So like he's asleep but can be in control of his dream and therefore move them through the storm. Oh, that could be interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I think that's entirely possible and yeah. invalid, right? Like I think that's a great concept we can start with. Mm-hmm. Then I would ask like. Uh, when you're traveling through the space um, and you have people asleep, I'm assuming their bodies are on this this vessel and you have a captain. Is he like literally awake dreaming or is he also asleep? But because he can lose a dream in the dream, he's piloting the ship. Hmm. Maybe maybe the crew are essentially all dreaming and acting as an engine of sorts. Hmm. And the captain or the navigator are able to lucid dream and, and guide the ship through some kind of like psychic will or, or manifestation or something like that yeah, or some kind of like hookup that they have to the ship itself so i what i'm wondering though is is he like physically awake or is he like awake in the dream i like the idea of awake in the dream so like okay. lucid dreaming yeah 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 well yeah I, I will also second lucid dreaming okay so if we were like an outside force coming to the vessel we'd find a number of bodies that are asleep including the captain mm-hmm. exactly yeah okay that's why I said uh, the Nosdramu, but like, you know, fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. All cryo sleep until they land. And obviously way less time that passes for these things. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of neat. Yeah. I'm actually picturing this, Daniel, as your treatment of something from our train setting that you did in your OSR plus uh, gaming system. Where oh, I can see it. Yeah. It's our like land of a thousand tracks, but Daniel did this like ridiculous, insane spin on it where there was this massive lightning storm going on and like some sort of like lightning dragon thing, if I remember correctly, and <laughs> yeah. we had to like fly through it. I don't know. I, I'm just thinking of that for whatever reason as, mm-hmm. as what these people are traveling through. Yeah, I'm also seeing that too, like a storm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's interesting because my brain is definitely going in a very different direction. <laughs> I see this as a weird side pull to our um to our Renaissance setting mm. where it's like this is them exploring the lost continent, but we still have ten. Oh, that would be cool, right? Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where my brain goes. But that's you could totally do that. Yeah, I agree. And I actually think that might be an interesting concept, mm-hmm. but we yeah. still have Daniel's last tenet, I believe, right? Yeah. So bring us home, Daniel. What's your last tenet? What do you got for us? It's only four words, and that is the crabs eat dreams. Well, there we go. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. Obviously. Uh, they're, they're like a psychic parasite is my guess. That is cool, yeah. But he said big, so I want them to be really big. Yeah, like looming on the horizon, like the uh-huh. shadow of a giant crab. I mean, maybe they could be big in the in the dreamscape, but I want yes. them to be physically big. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. I like the idea that they are essentially astral dreadnoughts. Mm-hmm. Like, they're these massive yes. things that float through the emptiness of the dreamscape. And it's like, maybe that's why you need a navigator and a mm-hmm. captain. You can't just, like, travel through. So does he yeah. you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's super cool. Maybe that's even what the, the psychic storms are around the continent are. They're just manifesting them because they're a giant crab or something. Oh, yeah. So like they're a property of the crabs. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Especially if they're if they're like consuming psychic energy on their own. Maybe they're also emanating it in some way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's just built on the back of one giant crab. (laughs) (laughs) He said crabs, though. So it's got to be multiple. Plural crabs. Two giant crabs. It could be a crab with tons of crab babies on it. Oh, creepy. Well, remember, there's no creatures on this thing, so it's not like it's a physical creature. It has I I am interpreting yeah. it as it has to be like within the psychic realm only, you know. Mm. But it could still be a psychic crab with psychic crab babies. <laughs> Alternatively, right? Because if we're focusing on a little bit more on the science, the science fiction aspect, it could be like a living virus in, or like a living psychic virus of some kind, you know, where it's like a computer program, but it's also just a weird psychic crab monster as well. Do you mean like the virus would be like reanimating stuff or? I don't know what I mean, Courtney. Sometimes I just say stuff on this podcast and it works out. That's fair. No, I can actually, (laughs) I can kind of see that where like if these crab things are actually like husks of ancient creatures that this like psychic virus has reanimated Mm -hmm. and is using. (laughs) See, I just say stuff and sometimes it works out. Exactly. (laughs) But that's actually kind of what i was trying to get at yeah i'd almost rather them be like fully psychical like Mm. although Mm. you could use the metaphor as like um software so like if if the take were software then the virus would be something propagating through a digital space which would be a psychic space but that's if you went in that direction as an example what might be really interesting as well daniel is if we wanted to keep them purely psychical maybe there were a number of giant crabs and while they were living on this continent, they were kind of just regular ass animals, but something happened during this cataclysm where their consciousnesses coalesced into this giant psychic presence. So they're the, the giant space dreadnought crab that we're thinking of is actually a collective consciousness that is also a giant psychical like monster of some mm. kind. 
I just I just think it's so silly to have actual crafts <laughs> underlying this. <laughs> but but I mean, yes, but also like it's it's also just giant space monster really is what we're looking yeah. at. Yeah, I, would, I almost would prefer if like the term crab has been ascribed to this thing. Like it's not they're not literally crabs, you know, kind of like the bugs and starship troopers. They're not. Yeah, like yeah. sure. Maybe there could have been some kind of creatures that this is created from, but I hope they weren't actually crabs. <laughs> But but to be fair, when they manifest in the psychic dream world, they're uh-huh. chitinous creatures. That's they're, like they're that's all that way. Yeah, yeah. They're, they to me, they've got to be some kind of weird chitinous monster. Yeah, yeah. Or psychically chitinous. It, well, yeah. I mean, that might be kind of interesting. Maybe they're like see through or weirdly transparent. Mm. But then yeah. once you bump up against them, you see like a, a like a hard psychic shell or something. Right. Like right. That. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. I think we're spending a lot of time on the crabs when we have a lot more to build on. <laughs> the core tenet of this world, Rob. We gotta, we gotta handle these crabs. Okay, I agree, <laughs> but like, there's so much more we can get yeah, into I, here. I, I um, with like the the abundance of psychic energy in this realm, and like the whole dreaming aspect, um, I wonder if we can tie that into the the gods or ascended beings, however we want to refer to them. Like, maybe there is a a being of dreams who's been locked away in this realm or Mm -hmm. has died here or was imprisoned however we want to envision it but that's that's also related to why there's this like overabundance of psychic energy Mm. guys i i can't help it i keep thinking that this is a side quote to the the renaissance prompt that we did and now i'm think the more i'm thinking about it the more that i'm thinking this is the expedition to the lost continent that we alluded to in that previous series. Like we, we called it Atlantis, except in the sky, like everything fits together for me where yeah. it's like, yeah, this is basically just that. But now we've added like psychic crabs and like <laughs> cool spaceships and stuff or, or flying. Like, like I think it all is coming together for me. I want you to, Pitch me away from that, I think. Yeah, I definitely don't want to do it. I mean, I like that, but I don't want to do this episode as that. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. That's not what Kyle the Gnome Waiter signed up for. And that's not what we're trying to do for him. So Mm -hmm. let's let's make something that is demonstrably different from that series so I can unstick my head (sighs) from that area. If well what I mean, what what um we don't know anything about outside of this psychic bubble and mysterious land like what setting does this occur in you know mm. yes and he yes. talked about other realms so this is a, a place where other realms are traveling through or to mm-hmm. right and i think i think in my head originally i was plan on planet hopping so going from like planet mm-hmm. to planet but now that it's it's kind of localized to one individual like continent Let's talk about the surrounding areas a little bit more. I I have an idea, actually, um, because now I'm envisioning it as like a a massive crater from like a a comet or asteroid that had struck. And maybe that's why Mm. these Mm. God being whatever things have died there or inhabiting it um, because they were there when when that actually occurred. And maybe that also broke up the land around it. So so the Earth has been kind of shattered into these different island continents how are we getting remnants of the lost civilization though because that's something that 
is in the prompt and is, I think, kind of important mm-hmm. to what we're talking about here. Here's like an envelope we could use. And I like this kind of idea of almost like a crater whirlpool is what I'm yeah. picturing when you mm-hmm. describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if, um, what if we kind of give it a flavor? And I'm, for some reason, I'm thinking of like Vikings traveling through mm-hmm. a dark storm on a dark ocean. You know, what if we put it in some kind of like Nordic exploration setup? You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, so it's, it's still fantasy because it's semi-medieval but it has some spell jammery quality like rob was saying yeah. that makes me think nordic and also because there's dreaming which is about you know ragnarok and traveling to realms beyond like something like that that's super cool i like that a lot metal mm. and i feel like we haven't really done like full-on nordic before yeah because the realms could then be like other lands that are these viking-esque mm-hmm. you know unexplored landscapes and they're traveling to a place that their quote-unquote gods have been shattered in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm starting to get into this um i I think that yeah sci-fi vikings (laughs) yeah no if we're going to do that i want to steep it in nordic lore if that's the case yeah i I mean really commit to that type of Mm -hmm. Uh, aesthetic and folklore if that's the case yeah because i'm picturing i'm visualizing this i'm wondering like can we like take it to like the 11th level like so it's like crazy nordic you know i'm okay with that i'm Mm -hmm. a big fan of norse lore so like we can definitely do that yeah um how nordic how true to nordic lore do we want to stick with this because like do we want there to be fenrir do we want there to be you know like yggdrasil like what are we looking at here or are we going for like a loose amalgamation of lore? I was thinking of it as flavor. I would vote for a loose amalgamation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So really, we're, we're essentially taking the aesthetics of Viking mm-hmm. and the aesthetics of Nordic myth and like mm-hmm. kind of playing with that rather than like the actual core stories, right? Like that independence kind of feeling. That's one feeling I get from Vikings. It's like, I don't know if this is the case, but kind of like a self-starting um ruthless independence feel is at least in terms of the people that's what i'm feeling mm. okay so what what what's attractive to that to you i suppose is the question that i have for you i guess the the desire to voyage mm-hmm. you know or to seek out mm-hmm. something at a great cost gotcha like performing quests basically and I mean, that's what this could be, this realm. It's like a, a destination to accomplish great feats um, mm-hmm. and have epic tales be told about your journeys. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, right, like I, I'm thinking about like there are two key ideas that we're looking at here and it's exploration and conquest, right? Those two concepts. And what I think is kind of interesting regarding that is how the land is going to react to this. Because remember, psychic emanations are directly reflective of the people who are trying Mm. to explore. Yeah. So if they get there and it's literally Jotunheim to them, it's because (laughs) they themselves have dreams of becoming giants and becoming monstrous pillaging beasts, essentially. Mm. Mm. I also really do love the idea Again, if we're just stealing the aesthetic here of a flying Viking longship, even yeah. though they're supposed to be yeah. like rowing boats for the most part, mm-hmm. the aesthetic of a Viking longship is like so, like, so, yes, obviously we're doing yeah. that, like 100%. <laughs> 
I'm still picturing. I'm definitely picturing that. I'm thinking of like a doom metal album, but it's like <laughs> kind of sleek and sci-fi-ish because mm-hmm. it's got the Spelljammer feel to it, you know, but Nordic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so so we're taking the concepts here. We're running with them. I'm super fucking down for this. Let's talk about why these people are leaving their homelands to explore this massive continent that's shrouded in a psychic storm that requires a dream ship to pierce through it and then they can land on the shore. Is it just because it's there or is there some other intrinsic value within their culture that drives them to do this? I mean, it could be related to the history aspect that's mentioned in the prompt. That, you know, something something long ago had been lost and they're trying to recover it, trying to find these legendary things. When's the last time we did something that was motivated by genuine heroism or the attempt at genuine heroism? Hmm. Yeah. I have to consult the archives. Right. So we're like, like basically three years ago is my Hmm. guess. Hmm. Can we have that be the thing where the motivation here for this exploration is genuinely like heroic, genuine, Hmm. not necessarily good, mind you, but heroic in the sense that they're doing this to get their names like carved onto the walls of their equivalent of Valhalla, right? Like they're doing this for the glory of their name. I'm all for that. I mean, maybe their civilization is either dying or in danger and they need secrets like Courtney was saying, or historical information that can subvert that. Um, I feel so, like we dip into that well a bit too often where it's like we have a dying something. And so that's why they do it. Well, that's why I'm more interested in the, in the heroic aspect. Where, well, I was getting to that. I was <laughs> well, say, well, get to it, Daniel. <laughs> I was going to say a part of obtaining glory is to get the information you need to save your civilization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, right. But why can't they just be a thriving civilization? Who's trying to make their civilization better through this thing? Well, that question would be then what's at stake? Like, I don't really care about some adventure who just wants to put another feather in his cap. Like, there's got to be something at stake. What if Does there? Yes. What if it's related to the psychic energy stuff? What if this realm is now serving as, like, a black hole of psychic energy? Like, it's gradually pulling at people's minds and dreams throughout the world. And okay. Something yeah. has to be done to stop oh. that. That I'm, that I'm not more So there's a paucity of dreaming. Mm-hmm. That could tie into what you're saying, Rob. Maybe... Yeah. This whirlpool is creating a paucity of heroism in their realms. Uh, well, I, I'm thinking that this thing is just a threat that needs to be mm-hmm. ended. And them exploring this forgotten continent is their way to like, end that threat to their civilization. That I can get behind. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying to think of a way, too, to tie in its psychic nature, like the way that it mm-hmm. is threatening Yeah. Like if the way that it is threatening is that it's made a land of heroes into a land of weaklings and restoring your honor and your heroism is you have to go and fight it. That would fulfill what you guys are saying. But the threat it's posing to the existing society is that they're being made weak by it. Their dreams are being sapped away Mm -hmm. and they're not aspiring towards anything anymore. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're just getting into this is a metaphor for depression. Which I'm yeah. okay with. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. I'm true. totally okay with. If we're having sci fantasy Vikings trying to fight a depression crab, yeah. yeah, I'm in. Like, yeah, I'm totally into this now. Yeah. No, I think that that 
what I wanted there was like to tie it together thematically. And I think mm -hmm. that would work because now yeah. what's at stake is like their ability to be better than what they were or to be, mm -hmm. you know, to, to, to dream. Yeah. It's like exactly. more of a, a risk of, instead of a risk of like complete collapse, it's more a risk of stagnation and like right. a right. lack of hope basically. Yes, exactly. It, and again, perfect metaphor for depression mm -hmm. if we're, if we're really mm -hmm. going there. And I'm, I'm in love with it. I'm, I'm totally down. I'm excited. We've got Vikings. We've got psychic stuff. We now, one thing I do want to tie in or at least pay a little bit more attention to the science fiction aspect. Do we feel like we've kind of gotten that part down? I think we could probably expand on it a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really think we've done anything. With it. Yeah. <laughs> right, I, right. Exactly. Because I feel like we've definitely got the fantasy part down. Mm -hmm. I feel like if we're doing sci fantasy, let's add a little bit more to the sci into that fantasy, you know? I mean, the easy way to deal with that is a Nordic themed fantasy setting is typically thought of as being medieval, not medieval, but, you know, fantasy medieval, right? So mm -hmm. then what if we just set this in a distant future? So it's so far in the future as to seem medieval. Mm -hmm. And so that's why you have like those Viking ships are actually technological. Well, I mean, that's why they're, they're dream ships, right? Yeah. Right. You can understand yeah. that. Yeah. But what is what does that look like? Because the quintessential sci fantasy, of course, to me, is Star Wars. So is is that the level that we're looking at in terms mm -hmm. of sci fantasy? Or are we looking at something more genuinely? Because I, I suppose I'm just looking for theme and tone here, you know, mm -hmm. I, I would point towards um, like a dying earth kind of post um, mm -hmm. futuristic setting. So like you in that kind of setting, you it can look like whatever you want, but typically the technology is not understood fully. So you would have something like a radio, but it wouldn't be referred to as a radio and it would look weird and you wouldn't realize it's a radio until after having read several chapters, you realize, oh, that's a fucking radio. And that's kind of the right. magic mm -hmm. of it. And the, okay, so we're we're just dipping straight into technology as magic. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, okay, I could okay. see that. Maybe that's also related to the the god being type things that we had talked about earlier, and mm -hmm. um, how Daniel, you didn't yeah. want them to be like true gods. So I think maybe maybe far in the past they had like done something somehow to kind of give themselves power over mm -hmm. whatever aspect they represent, and that's over time and especially after this cataclysm event has been corrupted yeah mm -hmm. uh, again i i do want to go back and and point out that i suggested super advanced ai and i think that their ability to represent themselves and and like also have immense power within what the people would because now that i'm thinking about it right like we've been considering the dream realm Maybe they just think it's a dream realm, but really it's like cyberspace, essentially. I was going to say it's the yeah. internet. It's basically the internet. <laughs> They're right? recovering the internet, which yeah. contains their hopes and dreams. <laughs> it's just meta, but corrupted. <laughs> right, right. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I don't want this to get a bit too silly. Because no, we can, yeah. We can literally like take uh -huh. the fucking like throttle and like <laughs> slam it into meme territory. Yeah. yeah. So I want to like pull back away from that a little bit because no, I love what we've got. I love like Vikings and sci fantasy nonsense and stuff like that. I'm totally down for this. I'm trying to conceptualize. I'm trying to contextualize all this stuff. And I'm like, oh man, we have to walk this line because I feel like we're teetering on the edge of ridiculous, like to the point of being silly. No, no, and I, I don't necessarily think that I want to do that. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, 
I think it yeah it could be interesting if if whatever is like soaking up the psychic energy soaking up the dreams is like a horribly malfunctioned or like broken down piece of ancient technology mm-hmm. that maybe at some point it was the source of like the the whole cyberspace aspect or or it was sort of heavily related to people interacting Ooh. like through long-term communication and something happened to trigger it to like soak everything up instead. Maybe that's what those psychic emanations that I was talking about are. They're like mm-hmm. the machines manifesting. They're basically like, uh, what's the thing in, in Star Trek that creates stuff? Daniel, help me out here. The, I'm blanking. The holodeck? Not quite. It's the thing that makes, that li- physically makes things, not like makes things through hard light. Oh, the uh, replicator. Yes. So they're basically 3D printing monsters based on like psychic imprints that they're getting. Mm -hmm. And it's completely involuntary. So these duplicate replicator things, they're essentially, they were supposed to be worked this way, but the cataclysm has corrupted Mm -hmm. them or made them malfunction Mm -hmm. to the point where it can't stop making these things. And that's why it requires input. Mm -hmm. It's because it's like, oh, we need intent to create. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It patterns after whatever psychic input it receives. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's really cool. It's unconscious. Okay. I'm fucking down with this. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I'm totally okay with this now. Cool. I mean, to, to Courtney's point there too, um, if this is some kind of like shattered whirlpool abyss that has a landscape to it, you know, maybe it's growing like, and and it's growing by replication too. So the more it pulls in, mm. the more it can replicate and the bigger it gets. And then the more it threatens the surrounding realms. Oh, that's cool. The entire world is literally sinking into an ever-growing whirlpool. Yeah. Well, it would be like a, a almost like you know, like nanite soup, which is a typical uh, yeah. sci-fi apocalypse. It's yeah, almost yeah, yeah. like replicator soup in this case. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing now, like the further you go in, like the more chaotic it gets. Like yeah. the deeper you venture in, it just becomes this amalgamation of like all of these different ideas, Mm -hmm. just absolute chaos. Like nothing makes Mm -hmm. sense, basically. I'm also thinking that the further you go in, the closer to your direct psychic input it Mm -hmm. becomes. So it's like, as you, as you're on the outskirts, you're fighting these manifestations of like your fear and your desire. And then as you get closer, it literally just becomes, you're fighting a doppelganger of yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's like direct confrontation with what you're experiencing and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so that's, I think that's a good place where we can like stop and like go over the tenets that we had originally introduced and see how they fit into this world that we've like, I feel like we've got a really solid vision mm-hmm. for this place now. So uh, who started us off? Courtney? Courtney, start us off. What was your first tenet? Remind us. Yeah. So my first one was that it was, um, this takes place on a, a single planet. It's a, a realm right. on a single planet rather than like a plane in a multiplanar setting. Yeah. Knocked it out. Okay. Quick and easy. Daniel, your first tenet. The means of travel is by dreams, which is central to what we've set up. So Agreed, even though it's basically the internet now, but that's okay. <laughs> um, okay, and mine was just the, the aesthetics of traveling were uh, essentially like spell jammer ships, which I think mm-hmm. we also have Viking longships now, which are dope. Yep. Uh, second tenet round, go ahead. That was for me um, that it's the realm of like dead or exiled gods. And we kind mm-hmm. of built that into this like weird AI tech uh, yes. sci-fi kind of thing. Absolutely. So we're saying that the replicating soup is essentially the gods because it's like the collective um, intelligence or memory or whatever mm-hmm. of the previous civilization. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Right. Do we want there to be like personality there in the sense that like, mm-hmm. because so I'm, I'm thinking like, is there an opportunity for us to tie this in with like Nordic gods sort yeah. of like, I don't know if we want to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I do like the idea of kind of bringing it closer to the tenet that I had brought in where it's like mm-hmm. individual god beings. So like maybe whoever was like working closely on this project in ancient times was their psyche was like absorbed first into this thing this realm Mm -hmm. and their psyches have kind of taken over and they're still like individuals but they're they're no longer human if that makes sense they're programs yeah they're individual programs yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so maybe that way the the norse people can refer to like oh you know this particular god that's lost and they can actually consult with it when they get there whether it's good or bad right yeah, I guess I had also specifically mentioned like a goddess of dusk and twilight, and that's right. why it's yeah, never, that's true. Yeah, like never fully light, never fully dark. But maybe that was something related to like somebody studying light energy, or mm-hmm. could it be the god they like, the good one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I do need to point out, by the way, before we move on, I have to do this because I have big dad energy inside of me. <laughs> uh, we have Vikings that are online, we're essentially creating Ragnarok online. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I just want to toss that out there. Daniel's too old to get that reference. Yeah, the rest yeah. of you will get it and laugh. What? Exactly, Daniel. <laughs> um, so we've created Ragnarok online, which uh, I'm totally getting behind. Daniel, what was your second tenet? Uh, the crabs eat dreams. Crabs eat dreams. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about that. Is that now like a weird virus of some kind, or is it a... Or are the crabs representative of another god? Or is it something else where they represent, like, the oncoming apocalypse? I mean, they seem to be some kind of effect of this whirlpool replication. Right. So they seem to be maybe, like, the if this is the whirlpool and this replicator making a giant soup continent of nonsense, perhaps all of the um, the operation of that, like, the there's a... There's a uh, what do you call it? An accident in the philosophical sense mm-hmm. of that psychic storm and the way it has a physicality is in these quote unquote crabs, mm-hmm. which are really just how the Vikings are describing them and what the captains battle against psychically when right, they're traveling. Right, right. It seems like it's it's like um they're not like a sentient thing. They're not beings and the, just like he said that there's there's no living things there. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe they're just like product of all the stuff that's happening that is the danger to get in there. Yeah. Almost like a Leviathan or Kraken type mythological yeah. figure. Yeah. Are they are they essentially just guardians then? Hmm. I, I guess, but I, I feel like they're not like intentional. It feels like it seems like they're just kind of like it's a got firewall. This mach- yeah, it's like this machine happening. There's like a firewall yeah. of psychic chaos mm-hmm. around. Exactly. It, you know? yeah. Exactly. They're a literal antivirus program. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a virus, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm I'm totally okay with that then. Uh my second tenet was the whole um, psychic emanation thing, which was, I think we've established pretty well in the setting. There's no life once you get to the continent, but these replicators start kicking on and respond to the psychic energy that people mm-hmm. feed into them. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think that we've got like the tenets down. We've got everything really locked in. Normally we like roll dice and figure out what the world anchor is. I think for this one, what might be more interesting is if we roll the twist and then make ourselves kind of figure out the world anchor from that twist. How do you guys mm-hmm. feel about that? Sure. I'm down for that. It it kind of fits in with the chaotic nature of what yeah. we're creating. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. 
All right, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm calling the audible. Uh, we're gonna roll the twist and then we're gonna build the world anchor based off of that twist for next episode. Sorry, what did you say, calling the audible? Yeah, I'm calling an audible. It's a sports term. Yeah, what does that mean? Well, yeah, we have no fucking idea what that means. <laughs> Neither of us have any idea what that God means. damn it, you guys! <laughs> oh my God! Like, audible, what do you say that I think of the service? Audible yes, that lets you download yeah. okay. books or something. Calling an audible is a sports term wherein the quarterback changes the play at the last minute okay. that was agreed upon. Okay, that, that makes sense. Thank you for explaining. You guys are fucking nerds. That will okay? make sense to 0.01% of our listeners. 0.01%. I know, like, yeah. None like, of them. what percentage of our listeners are going to be like, yes, I recognize that. God damn. They'll be like, why, are we, why is he talking about calling an audiobook? That makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are fucking nerds. God damn it. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um,. Okay, so we're ruling for the twist, which is attach the whole thing to a major movie franchise. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hmm. Uh, there's, yeah, there's some interesting stuff regarding that. I think we can make that work, right? Yeah, uh, yeah Daniel, I agree. Uh, I think our, you know, OC like, do not steal. Or why better. is that even a fucking twist? <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> Uh, I actually, again, I'm blaming Dale Kingsmill because that yeah. we basically made fantasy Star Wars that time, and that's where it comes oh. from. But that wasn't so bad, though. I guess if we take it as inspiration, it's not exactly. Bad. That's okay. and that's where we and that's where that's we fair. can keep it cool and interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm already thinking of what I want to do with it, of what franchise I want to stick with it. So, like, really. We're fucking good. I, think. I mean, I'm choosing Pretty Woman, so the <laughs> butt guys. Really, not Miss Congeniality. I'm surprised. Yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That'll do it for this episode of World Build with us. Remember that the twist is attach the whole thing. And I'm actually going to remove movie. I'm just going to say major franchise. It doesn't have to be movie. I'm actually going to edit that right now. Can it be like mm-hmm. Walmart? Walmart? <laughs> that's that's the source of everything. okay daniel <laughs> if you wanted to add it to the extended walmart universe you know, <laughs> yes can we do an episode where we create the extended walmart movie <laughs> universe franchise i mean we are what do you mean daniel we've created a giant vortex that's consuming everything around us we've already created uh, is it? yeah yeah uh. so metaphor can yeah anyway yep. all right enough of this we're ending the episode uh, that'll do it for this episode of World Build With Us. Remember that if you want us to build your world, you can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com. You can follow us on social media at Let's World Build on the Twitter. You can come join our Discord and talk about psychic Vikings, or you can be incredibly generous and donate to us on Patreon for the sweet, sweet patron-only episodes if, if you're just into a purely transactional thing. That's fine, too. That will do it for this episode of World Build with us. Remember that we love you very much, and we're going to get through this together until next week. Bye.